As always, it's my hope and prayer that you're doing well in the Lord. I wonder if you've had time recently to look at the Healing Care website, particularly the website section on the Healing Care Center. There are exciting things happening at our center as we care for those that are struggling, that have unaddressed emotional wounds, that need counseling individually, couples, intensives, weekly. Look there. You may find help for you. You may find that it's helpful for someone else that you know. I'm very excited about the wonderful people that are serving there. They love the Lord, and they know how to position people for transforming encounters with Christ. So I just want to recommend you going there if you get a chance. Let's say a word of prayer. Father, we come to you in the strong name of Jesus, and we do ask that your Holy Spirit would minister to us at this time. We are desperate for more. We long for your presence and your touch. We long to be aware. Lord, you taught us about the kingdom of God, about the reign of God, the rule of God, the realm where we will eternally spend time with God the Father. And so we pray today that there would be moments of the kingdom that break through for us, all to your glory, all to your honor. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I had uh, a Christian brother make a comment the other day, and it's one I certainly understand. He simply shared with me that, well, he had been wandering and that he needed help to simply find his way back to the center, find his way back to the Lord. You know, this is not something that's odd. It happens so often. Many of us have said yes to Jesus and we have longed to live our lives according to him, to walk the way of Jesus, the way Jesus walks the way. And then almost without noticing, somewhat like the old frog in the kettle illustration, we find that we've, we've wandered some. We've embraced aspects of a lifestyle that are not consistent with who we are in Jesus. And sooner or later, it begins to wear on us. And we notice that we need to be going home. Now, now the question is, how does this happen? I mean, when we accept Christ, we have the Holy Spirit living within us. We know that he wants to guide us, direct us, that he prays for us, that he supports us. And yet... It is not uncommon for other interests to begin to lead us astray, that the deepest longings of our life begin to be temporarily filled by that which would never permanently satisfy. And we find ourselves at some distance from Jesus. I was thinking about this after my friend made this comment, again, a comment that I understand, I've experienced it, many other people have experienced it. You know, we come to Christ, we accept Jesus, we want to give our whole life to him, we want this to be the way of life for us for the rest of our lives, and then all of a sudden we wake up in a spot we never intended to be. Well, after he talked to me, I happened to be reading the parable of the sower. It's, it's just such... 
a common story among the Christian community, but it's very layered in its meanings. And there was this one part that really, it really stood out to me. Jesus, of course, is talking about different kinds of soil. He says that the seed is the kingdom of God that's thrown, and there's, well, different kind of men and women. Some that they're just closed off, the seed is stolen. Some that live rather shallow lives, and Christianity never takes root. And then there are some that it goes deep, and it becomes the very way they live. But he also mentions people that have the message of the kingdom choked out. It says this, and I think it's important that we hear these words. Some of the seed fell among thorns. That stands for those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by life's worries, riches, and pleasures, and they do not mature. I, I never paid much attention before to the, the three specific ways that Jesus talks about the life of the kingdom being choked out. I understood about seed thrown among thorns, raises up, doesn't come to life. But here in Luke, it, it gives three specific ways in which this happens. You see, it seems to be that there are some of us at times that we hear the message of the kingdom and we want the message of the kingdom to go deep for us. And yet we're trying to do life the same way we did it before. We don't ask the Lord to help us eliminate, to choose new. It, it kind of relates in some ways to John 15, the whole idea of pruning. If you're going to follow the way of Jesus, you got to make some room for Jesus, room for growth, room to go deeper with the Lord. And I think there are times that people, we, I, have chosen Christ, but I've chosen him as an add-on to life as I'm already doing it, not recognizing that things need to change if, as the scripture says, we want the seed to mature. I mean, we only have so many hours in the day. We have only so much energy. We only have so much room for interests, for relationships, for occupations and preoccupations. And when we come to Christ, the idea is that this is going to become a, a radical priority and we're going to make room for Jesus. And yet, for many of us, well, that might happen for a bit of time, but over time... Our lives are still crowded by things that want to choke the life of Christ out of us. You know, this reminds me of something that I've taught before about a psychologist. His name was Kazimir Dabrowski. And he said, there come these moments in life where we face a crisis and the purpose of the crisis is to cause us to reevaluate the way we're doing life, to eliminate things that are really not contributing to our maturity and choose things that will take us deeper. But he says many, many people, what they do in those times is double down on the way they're already doing life. 
life gets difficult, so they double down on what it is that's causing them to feel secure or feel important or feel heard and loved. And many times what we're doubling down on are things that are not the way of Jesus. And what Dabrowski says is that in these moments of crisis where we recognize life is not turning out the way we wanted it to, and in this case, particularly the Christian life, we need to choose afresh. There's a certain amount of setting aside that needs to take place so that the way we are doing life with all of its noise and all of its busyness doesn't choke out the deep seed that is, in fact, the message of the kingdom of God. Have you ever doubled down? You know, you use something as a painkiller or something to give you significance or you were into performance and all of a sudden life got difficult and rather than challenging the way you're doing life, you just doubled down on it. I've done that. Many people have. But when we do that, the seed of the kingdom of God, the true message of the kingdom can so easily be choked out. Now, in this particular scripture, Jesus talks about three ways it gets choked out. And I'll be honest with you, I've read this many times, but as I was reading this yesterday, after hearing my friend make a comment about his own Christian pilgrimage, I thought, wow, this sounds so much like Viktor Frankl in his book, Man's Search for Meaning. Because he talks about areas we place a lot of energy to try to meet core needs of our lives that in the end do not serve us, but in fact can be part of our own demise. So what does Jesus say? He says, here's what chokes out the seed of the kingdom, worries. Wow, this goes all the way back to the Sermon on the Mount when Jesus said, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will have to take care of itself. Stay in the present moment. But I I want you to know I am prone to worry, prone to being concerned about what might happen. Right now, there's a whole list of things I'm sitting with that I think about that need taken care of tomorrow. My mind can spin into, well, what if the worst case scenario happens? And what Jesus says is those worries choke out life. And worry is really about the issue of control and the absence of trust. Worries should be a signal that our true self needs once again to hear the word that we live in the shadow of the Almighty, that he is an ever-present help in times of trouble, that he's with us no matter what we go through, and he will see us through. So worries are one of the things that choke us out. But he says another thing would be riches. Riches, the things we accumulate, the money that we think makes us secure and significant, the possessions that cause us to feel secure and significant. And that the more we put our trust in a secure and significant future, in what we've accumulated financially or in possessions, the more the kingdom of God, the word of the kingdom is choked out of our lives. It can't go deep. This is why Jesus, I think, was so concerned about the rich young ruler. It wasn't that he had the money. 
He said that money was filling a place inside of him that God alone should fill. And so we hear the message of the kingdom. We want to be part of the kingdom, but worries and control and our desire to have riches that secure and give us significance can choke out the life. And then it says pleasure. Pleasure. And what it means by that is what do we use to kill pain? For many of us, pleasure is, if you will, the antidote to unmet deep longings in our lives. So we feel that ache, we feel that longing, and we just got to do something. Makes us feel good. Now, now this is an important word for me, an important word for you, important also for all of us that tend to wake up one day and go, you know what, Jesus was right at the center of my life, but now I'm kind of seeing him in, in the side view mirror here. What's going on with me? And this parable has something to say to us. And the parable is indicating very clearly that there are things that can choke out the kingdom and keep us from maturing. And three of those involve worry, trying to control tomorrow, not trusting that God has it. Riches, worrying a lot about how much money we have, taking pride in our possessions, building bigger barns, and a preoccupation with pleasure, killing the pain of unmet core longings with pleasure. And what Jesus says to us as followers is when those things crowd into our lives, it can keep us from maturing. I think this is a good word for us right now. How can we say to the Lord, show us, Lord, what we've allowed to crowd into our lives that keeps us from going deep with you? We do it. We all have. We all will. But may the Holy Spirit guide us today. And may we give him the permission to help us eliminate so that we can concentrate so that the word of the kingdom can go even deeper into our lives. <laughs>